Welcome back to Springs of Life Camp, and thank you for joining us from Hotel Hill in Patrick Springs, Virginia. In today's episode, we sit down with Debbie Tapscott Franklin of the Creekside Coffee Bug in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. From Richmond, Virginia, Debbie served as a summer camp staffer at Patrick Springs Bible Conference in the 1960s through the early 1970s, and never looked back from following Jesus. Impacting the lives of children for generations, listen in as we reflect on the importance of a faithful father figure and discuss the intricate handiwork of God's overarching story of redeeming love for his own children. I was 15. Um, high school had started off kind of rough. I just, as a Christian young person, it just didn't seem like there were a lot of things that I could participate in at the school, and I just was missing something socially and just a place that I could just really be comfortable. And then camp happened. Our church was one of the sponsors of the camp, Goodwill Baptist. And I went as a camper at 14 and then family week and just totally enjoyed it. And then Burl Washburn, who was the director at the time, approached me at the end of family week and asked me to stay and work on the staff. I'd never been away from home. It was four hours away. And I just wasn't sure. And here was the deal we set up. He knew I was very close to my family, especially my dad, because just summers we've spent a lot of time together. He said, here's what we'll do, Debbie. Every Friday night, back then there was only one telephone, and it was downstairs in the office under the dining room. He said, every Friday night you can call your dad, and if you want to go home, my dad said, yep, I'll come get you the next morning. And so I called my dad weekly, and then after a while we finally gave up because I said, I'm not ready. I'm not coming home. So it got to be a joke that you don't need to call me anymore. I know you're going to stay. But um, if any of you knew my dad, Tap, he was just quite a man. He was my, ooh, see if I can do this. Um, He was everything I wanted to be as a Christian. Um, He lived it, and he died with Christ and watched him all my life but anyway when we were at camp he loved that place he loved it as much as I did and but he was some of you young people don't know who this is but he was Chet Atkins on the guitar he could hear a song and go he could have been up there and and that's just not me as a kid telling you that um everybody said he was amazing he could go with that guitar so the sweetest memories I have some of the sweetest memories on each night of family week he would sit on the porch with that guitar. They, everybody said, where's Tap? Can't get started till the, he and the guitar are here. And everybody sitting on the porch, they would mention a song, and he'd take it off, and we'd all sing. So that was just something I will never forget and loved about another precious, precious memory of camp. But we had such a great time any time we were together. And you couldn't keep up with Burl, of course. When you were riding or doing anything fun, you had to chase him around and, and keep up with him. The other thing he did for us that just put us all together as a family, um, my first my first summer, I think it was, he, again, planned for all of his staff and any families that wanted to come. And we went to Surfside Beach, South Carolina, Myrtle. It was, you know, Surfside is south of Myrtle Beach. And I'm, like, blown away. I just, it was the neatest. And my parents went. I think we counted 35, 36 of us. And this is, like I said, my parents went. And uh, it was 30, about 35, 36 of us. We stayed in a motel that was called the Monterey in Surfside. And, of course, everybody got the rooms and everything. And Burl was so much like my dad because he loved to be around people and just have that gathering. 
he made sure we had a volleyball net back in the back there where the grass area was. And literally, I don't know how many people from the motel and our group, we had a crowd out there. And they kind of got in on our, uh, let's tell you about Jesus. And there was always that opportunity. And But, yeah, he could always bring a crowd. So we just mm-hmm. had a ball. Well, that happening changed my family because um, we tend to be very just doing the same thing every year, whatever. Well, my dad clicked into it, and he looked at me, and he said, we're going to start doing this. Well, that's how we discovered Surfside Beach. And for 15 years, um, my dad died in July of 82. Up until July of 81, from that time, 15 years, we went to that same motel as a family. We went to the same motel. We stayed in the same room. And he'd make the reservation before we left for the next year. We did this every year until, of course, that last summer we didn't know he was sick and had cancer the next year, up until the summer before he died. The same room. That started a family tradition that did not stop until he passed away. But thank you, Burl, for that. But we just, just it, it was just unbelievable the stuff that, you know, he did for us. Um, but, you, of course, at camp you make lifelong friends. Again, like I said, not only did the Lord called me to teach and 35 years later I look back that's where he it started for many things in my life it filled in the gap camp filled in the gap that I just needed so much and uh but you make lifelong friends I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out but you know people that were from the area and other areas were there working with us and we're you know I've just loved them all my life Mary Beard Wanda Larry Palmer Larry Allison Haynes many folks that were still in fact I saw Allison a couple weeks ago and uh, and his, he and his wife, so we went to Piedmont together. But um, I guess here's my, um, to sum it up, if you have any questions, of course we can do other, but here's the way I look at it. I say embrace our history of camp, restoring it with the love to create future memories and a closer walk with Jesus for all who enter. To me, that's, it'll always be a special place to me. And the coffee that, Chris and Amanda have started was just a ministry that I thought I kept thinking, Lord, what can I do, um, you know, to help or to make that place. And I, I won't go into it because I could do another hour, but God has sent this couple, you guys there because you love it because you're loved. And it was just a extra icing on the cake. When I found out Chris was from my home church and grew up with my family and all the people I love. And, but you guys, um, I love them like family now, and I know God's brought you there, and I'm just thrilled. You named a lot of people um, that, that I remember from my childhood, and one of the ones that wrote down, you referenced Emily Eastman. She played the piano when I was growing up at Goodwill. That's right. Uh, you know, so many of those folks, I mean, I, I can remember that, that, that were not just, uh, but again, growing up, I, I didn't understand that, that the old folks pastor ever tired you know, was, you know, a former director there at the camp. You know, I had no idea about the Washburn family or how impactful they did, nor did I know, like, like what we were doing back in the 80s and what you were doing in the 70s and the 60s and all that was setting the tone, setting the foundation for what it is that we're doing today. There's that plan. That's it. And it's a plan that that moment we had no clue was the plan. We just knew that we wanted to be a part of something.
What I also think is cool is that, you know, as you're describing Burl and, and how he was, his mannerisms and everything, like, kind of describes Chris in a way, doesn't it? I see a lot of the same qualities um, because there's a, the right, in my mind, okay, to describe the right director, the, the kids want to see your fun side. You know, Burl could come walking in with a hat with a big old flower in it and his dress on and his big old, you know, shoes and socks and almost do flips. I mean, the kids just went crazy. But yet he could stand up there and preach or tell you about the Lord in a very serious way, but they were more apt to listen when they saw his human side and his fun side, that he wasn't a stiff guy, Mm -hmm. you know, but that he could love them. And, I mean, he, he was very personable. He wanted to make sure he knew every kid almost for the week. That's a really good example, though. I mean, you can't take it out of context or whatever, but I totally see Paul in that. The Apostle Paul, in what you just described, mm-hmm. I mean, he became all things to all people to That's accomplish right. the goal of advancing, the, right. advancing that gospel or connecting things back to that. Um, that's incredible. Well, listen, you touched a little bit about on the coffee thing. Um, and the coffee thing, I mean, again, just, you know, like, like you said, we could spend a lot of time talking about various different things and, the coffee, again, is one of those things that the, 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 the Lord, again, just kind of dropped in our lives. Anyways, that's what's kind of cool about it, is that really, it was never really the can it's, itself. It was the relationships that we were building through that ministry. And essentially, that's the same idea as the, 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 the Creekside coffee model. And again, just kind of using the power of a product that most of us are already purchasing or using anyway. Again, intentionally, how much more, I mean, how much more are power together as one body pursuing this one thing for that one specific cause. Debbie, if you could, you mentioned, you know, again, it was one of the things that you saw, how you prayed about it, what is, how you can help, and this was one of those things. Can you just kind of talk just briefly about your experience, like what, what, what the, like the power of, just the talking point of the call? Well, I think about how long ago something that was given to me that now is a very much a part of, the coffee ministry in my heart, but looking back and everybody that knows anything about tap or about my dad or me, my dad bought me a 67 Volkswagen in 1972. I had finished Piedmont my first year and he surprised me and bought it that summer after we were riding around and saw it in a yard and he said, it's yours. And so I just couldn't believe it. Uh, yes, I still have it. Um, that's a part of him that we shared that I will always have. Um, my girls already know, you know, when I'm gone, it's up to you. But until then, it stays with me. Um, but anyway, how God has used that. But, of course, the car made a few trips to Springs of Life. Um, mm-hmm. And I had it full of people going, you know, from Richmond to camp. So we did that. So it, it was there a few times. But then as we started talking about Creekside, and all of a sudden, when I'm supposed to be asleep, that's when I think my brain goes a million miles an hour. And I'm laying there thinking, wait, the car. It's it's a very unique. We took it to a car show and one, you know, most original. It's 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 a very unique thing. And people cannot believe it was my first car and I still have it. And I thought, wow, how thrilled my dad would be, as much as he loves Springs of Life, for me to incorporate that car with the ministry and selling the coffee so now that's how it came about that it's called the coffee bug so that's how i went and got signs made and everything um you know festivals or i can take it places but i've had people stop me in a restaurant because i have it on the doors you know it says the coffee bug 
And, of course, you go to the website, you can see it or see pictures. But that's how it happened. And I think about how many years ago I've loved that car, and now God's using it in this ministry now after having it this many years. Apply that to a story that you just talked about from your very first experience going down the Surfside Beach with Burl and just the spectacle of that group of people playing volleyball that Burl intentionally used to say, hey, let's talk about Jesus. You know? <laughs> we, had a little, we had a little meeting. <laughs> you know? And that's what I'm saying. It's like so much more. It's like that same idea. People notice that card. Yep. But now they notice it in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, and they let you talk intentionally about something. But and then also, um, Debbie, what we've worked into the Cupbearer program is that that a portion of the coffee that you are able to sell out in in your community um, will actually go to a ministry that you want to support as well. Um, kind of in a um, just a, just a way to make sure that that the ministries are supporting other ministries. Can you tell a little bit about that ministry that would be getting the the money from what you sell? Yes, um, the missionary and his family, um, Paul Bishop and his wife Elizabeth, they have two little girls. Um, his mom, Janice, actually, she worked with Philip at um, a school, Christian school, and he was the principal and she was one of the teachers. So he knew her many years ago. Then she and I worked as educational therapists together in a Christian school, I'd say in the last 15 years. I got to know her. But anyway, this is her son. And Paul and Elizabeth are doing an amazing youth family ministry in, I think I'm pronouncing it right, Bemidji, uh, Minnesota, where there's very few churches and good ministries. And so God's called them there. And they are just, I get, um, stay connected with newsletters. He's going into the uh, juvenile detention centers, high schools, middle schools, uh, just working with families of these young people um, they're going on camps and retreats, and this fella is amazing. Um, after just going through a lot of things as a young person himself, God's using that in his life, and he's really understanding what these kids are going through because he's been there. Huh. Um, but it's amazing to me. And when Chris and Amanda said, yes, we will, it, it benefits Springs Life. So what other ministry? And I was like, wow, you know, I would love to um, just support Paul and his, his ministry there. But it's called Timber Bay. Um, you'll see the information there on our, I have a flyer, but also on the website. But he's just doing an amazing work for the Lord and a very, you know, it's not an area where there's the churches all over the place and Christian schools and everything like we have in this area. It's very, very isolated in some ways, but he's just, just shining the light there and I'd like to encourage him. What's really cool about this whole thing is that not only do we get to support like what's happening in the restoration work at Springs of Life Camp, but we get to support and help ministries like Paul and his family and what they're doing up there in Minnesota. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, I mean, really, if you really truly step back and think about it, I mean, you said it. You know, going to camp, you have a lot of friends and a lot of people that are lifelong people that's connected back to it. A very significant, sweet moment in your life. But the crazy thing is, a lot of life has happened between now and then. You know, for all of us. But there's something about, just something about that ability. And the thing is, what's crazy about it is is it was really nothing more. I mean, sure, we could say that it was the camp that connected us. But again, identifying it but with one breath, we say that it was never the camp and it was the relationships. Then really, it really wasn't. And where do those relationships come from? And what are those relationships about? We're talking about the true network, the, the network of the body of Christ. That's what, that's what we're talking about there. 
And what's incredible about that is is, 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 is that this platform, this thing, you know, this discipleship tool is no different than volleyball, no different than the swimming pool, no different than the front porch, no different than the snack shop at the camp. You know, it's just another part of ministry to accomplish the overall work of edifying the saints and growing the church, you know, for that one intentional thing. It's crazy. It's amazing to me how many people will say, in fact, last week, uh, a girl that I had met years ago, a lady, she lives in Mottsville, and she had texted me and said she was at our reunion there. She had gone to Piedmont a few years behind me in the 70s, but she told me for the first time, I did not know this, that um, she had been at Springs of Life when I was working. And she, of course, was there as a kid, and she was just telling me how much the camp meant to her. And her church even, which I thought was awesome, they uh, have a handyman ministry. And I don't know who, you know, really got that moving, but she told me they went. She loves the camp so much, and she was so excited to know that a group of men from her church there in Mottsville, I don't know if they've been or they're getting ready to go, they're called a handyman ministry. Yes. And they're going, and I had no idea she was at camp with me. But and then, what, like you said, it's just such a networking. I remember when I got to Piedmont, and these kids were coming for uh, Piedmont Bible College, and these kids were coming for college for a day, or these high school kids, or whatever. You don't know how many walked up to me and said, "You were working at camp when I was a junior," and I went, "Really?" So it is such a network. It it is just, it's just that circle, you know, that the Lord just connects us all. It's just that Christian family. Thank you so much for this. Thank you for today. Thank you for your friendship. Is there a specific passage of Scripture, a specific Bible verse maybe that has just rung around in your head? Or maybe it was your dad's or mom. I don't know. I mean, something. Is there something that's just kind of spoken to you over the years? And furthermore, if there is, or just maybe even just, I don't know, maybe it's a quote or something. And, you know, share that with us. And then if you could, close us out in prayer. Would you do that? Yes. Uh, Romans 8.28, I just come back to that, and people say, of course, you know, not to go into it, but after experiencing a critical session with COVID over Christmas and since still recovering, it's hard for people to understand that all things work together for good to them that love God, who are the called according to His purpose. And I think back, there are no mistakes. Mm -hmm. It's all for a purpose. And when I know that, the things as you're going through something, it's got a different um, purpose. When someone has a purpose, I've, I've always been offended if people say, good luck, bad luck. I don't believe in that. Mm-mm. Sorry, don't. Because the Bible tells me all things work together for good. All things, good and bad. Because when God wills it, there's a plan there. And when I know there's a plan, there's a whole different meaning of when I'm in that valley. I know he's going to see me through and when we're done with it, either I'm with him or on this earth, I'm going to sometimes see the purpose, sometimes not until eternity. But I know he's got a plan. And sometimes I'm a little stubborn. But once I submit to his plan, there's a reason for everything. And I look back at camp. You know, there's a reason my church, uh, we had moved there to Goodwill when I was in fourth grade. Uh, we moved. We bought a new house right across the street from the church. And if it, I look back how many times I've thanked the Lord because I was upset moving in fourth grade in the middle of the year. Why would I have to go through that? But if we'd never moved there, I would have never found Springs of Life. And we, the ball rolls from there. So thank you, Lord. Yes. 
Lord, thank you for just loving us. Thank you for the good and the bad, that they are all for your purpose, that as we talked today, I brought back so many memories of things that you knew what I needed in my life and the people and the experiences. And I look at 35 years later, I had a teaching career that I know it started at Springs of Life Camp and that you touched my heart. Thank you for the people that you brought into my life through camp and just all the things that I know are your plan and a purpose and that those things will glorify you if we will let it. And Lord, thank you for this couple. I pray that you'll just continue to have your hand on them and help us as people that love them and love this place that we will continue to step up, not wait for the next person to do it, but step up and be there for them as their heart is and they have committed their lives and their family to live there and work there and see it restored and moving ahead for your glory. So I just pray that you'll bless them in a special way. And we pray for the finances. We know that's a big part of what's needed. And that we know that you will continue to touch hearts and lives to be a part of this ministry. And thank you for this time and for so many things to remember that have been so much a part of my life. And thank you for Springs of Life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For joining us from Hotel Hill in Patrick Springs, Virginia. You can learn more about Debbie Franklin, the Coffee Bug, or the Creekside Coffee Cupbearer Program by visiting us online at springsoflifecamp.org. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to our pages to stay in the know from camp. Springs of Life Camp's outreach ministries is made possible by monthly donations and from your purchase of Springs of Life Camp's Creekside Coffee. Available online and from a Creekside Coffee Cupbearer near you. For general questions or comments and interest or suggestions for webcast interviews, please contact us at outreach at springsoflifecamp.org.